following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Ron Russell bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Hope everybody's doing well today. Before we get started, let me introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, everybody. Uh, just a little bit of a problem with me, with my voice, maybe. I had a procedure on Monday where they had to inject dye into my penis to see where the uh, structure was. And it was more than I thought. They knocked me out completely and stuck tubes in me and all sorts of junk. So today I'm a little bit under the weather and also, you know, need I say more about what went on Sunday uh, and all my uh, brothers and sisters that were killed. Orlando. And, and, and how upset I am about it still and how angry I am about it and how I want to go out and fight. Um, Donald Trump may be crazy, but you know what? He's starting to sound normal. He's starting to make sense. Obama's not doing anything about it because Obama is a Muslim, and he doesn't want to go against his own religion because maybe he won't go to the rewards that Allah's going to give him. Who the hell knows what's going on in that jerk's mind? But Obama, you're not for me, baby. You, you were, I thought. You did a couple of good things. Yes, you did some, do some good things, but I really wonder what your reasoning is. Why? Let me explain something. In the 1940s, airplanes flew over Pearl Harbor. They bombed Pearl Harbor and killed many, many innocent people because we were not at war. President Roosevelt declared war. On, oh, no, she's moving the camera. Sorry, folks. That's okay. She's okay. It's okay. The dog just moved the camera. She's <laughs> frisky. Anyway, Roosevelt felt that it was an attack on America, even though it was an American soil, it was one of our naval bases, which technically is soil. 9-11, um, we should have declared war on these people, but we didn't, because we had stupid George Bush there that was too busy getting loaded on drugs for his whatever he claims he had, the illness, whatever, no, whatever bullshit they gave us. Now we have this dreadful murder of 49 people. No, 49, because we're not including the assailant. Okay, okay. He doesn't count. He's a piece of shit. And I don't just mention shit. I feel that we need, uh, that Trump, no, that, that Obama has to get tough. Obama is kissing ass of the whole world. He's making a jerk of us. He's making us weak. ISIS laughs at us. They said, we keep killing those friggin' Americans, and they don't do jack shit back. Well, if crazy Trump gets in, which he should because he's crazy and we need a crazy president. We need a president that talks street talk. And Trump talks street. 
Trump talks like I do. He tells it like it is. Sure, he's a crook, too. Of course he is. Every businessman and politician and, and billionaire is a crook. How'd you think they got rich? By being honest? You know, honest people finish last. <laughs> well, it's true. Honest people finish last. Listen, I know many crooks. I grew up with crooks. They all had money, gorgeous homes and beautiful cars and boats. And they were not legal people. But they got away with it because they knew who to bribe, pay off, and what senators to put in office. It's all corruption. America's no better than foreign countries when it comes to a corrupt government. We talk about Russia. We talk about all the other countries having a corrupt government. What about this? Look at this election year with that stupid broad Hillary carrying on like an idiot and Donald Trump like a two-year-old insulting her. Going back and forth, like, what do you? What, why waste time on that bullshit? Let's get down to the to the nitty gritty. We are under attack by ISIS. Call it what you want. If Reg, if Obama doesn't want to call it what he doesn't want to call radical it, radical Islamic right. If he doesn't want to call it that, screw him. I don't give a shit what you call it. Call it the jerk offs, okay? But let's go after them. Absolutely. Let's not let them kill any more people in our country. America has never been bombed. America, Americans never knew the horrors of war, the starvation, their homes being blown away, their families being killed, shortage of gasoline. You can't drive your car. You can't. Your home. It's it's a nightmare. Why man must do that to man in this short life that we have? I have no idea. The little bit of happiness that we grab along the way. And then our personal nightmares that come about, we really don't need the other shit either. We don't need ISIS and the maniacs that believe that if you kill somebody on Ramadan, that you're going to get extra credit when you go to heaven and Allah's going to give you rewards. That's like believing in aliens or Disney. It's stupid. It's a stupid religion as far as I'm concerned, as all religions are. They're, medie they're, they're medieval, they're old, they're centuries old. People wrote that shit because they were bored. They didn't have television, radio, theater, or Broadway. So what they did, they, on, they were raconteurs. They sat around a fire and said, let's make up a story about this one. Let's talk about that one. Oh, did you know a great giant was here and a guy killed it with a slingshot? All those tales are ancient. We live in a world of space. We live in a world of Mars, Jupiter, planets we live in a world of technology we have computers we have things now that they didn't have and we're stupid just stupid people as trump said in today's speech yes i did listen to trump's speech because i was recuperating in bed from my crap i had to go through for yesterday. two today yesterday and the day before all right now why are people so afraid of trump why do they not want him in office who put the crap in their head that they have in their heads that he's going to destroy our country. He's the only one that sounds like he's going to do anything for our country. That other bitch Hillary, what is she going to do? Take what is she going to do? What is she going even even lesbians don't like her. I'm serious. Even my lesbian friends, you would think they would vote for her because you know rumor is that she's a lesbian too. I mean, I don't know how true it is, but supposedly that's why Clinton got the blowjob because the old lady didn't put out <laughs> so, because she was too busy munching a rug somewhere. Anyway, um, no, I don't want to sound stupid like them by saying horrible things about them. All I know is Something's gotta be I done. wasn't voting for anyone because I didn't like either one of them. But if, in fact, Donald Trump will do what he says he will do to protect us fellow Americans and gay people 
And I know he does like gay people because I met Donald Trump up at Mar-a-Lago, as I told you before. And Donald knew goddamn well I was gay. I mean, I didn't exactly look like a truck driver. <laughs> and, and he was ultra sweet and kind and nice to me. He was the most gentle, gentle, gentle gentleman. We were in his library, my friend Perry Winkler and I. We went there because she wanted to join Mar-a-Lago. At that time, it was 50000 in membership. And Donald was there recruiting people, telling them to come on in, that now it's only 50000 but it eventually will go up, which it has gone up considerably. But I have, what's it, one, two, I have four gay friends who are members, and one is quite gay. He's, he's in design, you know, uh, fashion design, and they always look weird. So Trump like is not. Me. You always said I look. Well, weird. Trump is not homophobic, <laughs> folks. If he's homophobic, so's a lot of people. He hides it well. Let's put it that way. And I even commented to him. I said, you know, Donald. I said, you really have lips like an angel, because if you look, he's got an angel purse. Purse. And he started. He said, "What are you coming on to me?" I said, "You never know. You got a lot of money." And he started to laugh. So he's a, he could play with him. Actually, I posted something that's on this topic. I posted this picture. I pulled this off the internet, you guys, and I put it on my Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, Dr. Jimmy Starr. And here's what it says. I hate the word homophobia. It's not a phobia. You're not scared. You're an asshole. And that was written by Morgan Freeman and put out. Yeah, well, yeah, there's so many people that are with us. Now, people are trying to say it was a gay hate attack. They're trying to discount the fact that it was ISIS because they are so hung up on o Obama. They love Obama. you got to hear the people that hate my guts now because I talk nice about Trump. That's how wonderful America is, by the way. What happened to freedom of speech, freedom of choice? You can't choose, and your own opinion. You can't choose somebody nowadays verbally because the other party will kill you. I mean, I know I had a friend that she stopped seeing me. Her name is Arlene Puccini Paulson. I don't give a shit. I'll use her name. And she said, I cannot bear to be around anyone that thinks Republican or is Republican. Now, is that a jerk? And I'm glad that she's out of my life. And I mean, she was my best friend since uh, 19 years old. And look at how she trashed our friendship of 40, 50 years, whatever the hell it is. Trashed it because my views were not her views. This election year is separating us terribly. It's we like are, Facebook, like when people write well, Facebook, on Facebook is, I mean, I may just people. go off Facebook because it's only garbage on my news feed. I'm not interested in trivia, shit, garbage, nonsense, gossip, or name calling. The minute they come on my page and say something sarcastic or mean about anybody, I block them. Facebook is about fun. It's about meeting people and getting the word out. We send pictures of ourselves, not because we think we're gorgeous. I mean, look at us. We're 117. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I ever took my clothes off or took a picture and sent it, people would throw their computers out. Well, I wouldn't. But Well, you wouldn't because you're a nut job. <laughs> he likes old men. But normal people would say, what is this guy, crazy? No, so everybody knows you're gorgeous. But anyway. So Facebook has turned into crap. Facebook is not what it was when it started. Now I see all my friends on Facebook fighting back and forth. Cher, she's going to leave the country. That's how much you love America? You're going to leave it, Cher? Instead of staying around and maybe taking some of your millions and giving it to the vets, the war vets, that come back with no arms and legs and blind. Maybe you want to help their families a little bit because they're struggling. The man, the breadwinner, is blind. Maybe share you want to think it over. And you too, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, who I happen to love. Love. I mean, she's a wonderful person. Whoopi's one of the best people you ever want to meet. 
Whoopi is really, really a very dear person in my life. But uh, Cher, forget about it. Who gives a shit if she leaves the country? What is she going to do? Take me home. I want to be in <laughs> Pakistan. Get anyway. Over Get over it, Cher. So we want to give a shout out to Mr. Chad Murphy. What's up, Chad? Woo, that was a great opening statement there, Ronnie. That was a good run. And uh, I'm sorry to hear about your penis. <laughs> well, my penis works, thank God. I mean, well, if it didn't work, I'd cut my throat. Actually, good. if it didn't work, I'd have a sex change. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, have a, I'd have a beautiful snatch put in, a pretty one that, that they have, like, perfume that automatically sprays out. And I would it. pimp him out and make a lot of money. <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't have to pimp me out because I would work my own streets. I don't need a pimp. Uh, you know, <laughs> when they see a 76-year-old hooker in a gown with a slit and big tits, they're just going to be fascinated to say, what is it like banging that thing? I'm going to do it out of curiosity. It's like a freak show. What's up, too? We got a chat room full of people. Hello, everybody in the chat room. Thanks for tuning in. We want to say hey to Tristan in Australia. We've got Chinzia. We've got Irish Ginger. And you guys want to turn in on Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern time on W4CY for the Irish Ginger Show. We got Lady Lake Jen and Lady Lake... Uh, Cindy Lady Lake, a goddess is in the chat room. I don't know who Bendover is, but I guess they're not there. There's a whole bunch of other Bendover. people. Bendover, I love it. I should, I should know Bendover. Guess who is in there? Anyway, everybody that's in the chat room, thanks so much for tuning in. We have a fun show for you today. We've got actor. Well, and we don't know exactly how much fun, as much as we could crank up, because we're, we're we're in gay mourning for our people, for for our for our brothers and sisters. We actually met the owners and the and the entertainers of that club uh, last year when we were at One Magical Weekend. They were all there promoting the club at One Magical Weekend. And they were all very, very, you know, nice people, and this shouldn't happen to no, anybody. No, that's, why, straight, that's anybody. why I'm heartsick. I sat down at Pulse's booth. There were all booths along the way, pushing all their crap, and there was this beautiful, beautiful black girl. But she was more or less like a beige girl, like a cream-colored black person, white-featured but beautiful, gorgeous black girl. Well, she was transgender. Wait. You oh. blew the whole thing, Jim. I'm going to beat the shit out of you one day. <laughs> one day I'm going to put a cork in his mouth and up his ass and he'll be miserable <laughs> the rest of his life. Um, I went over and I began to, I said, you are absolutely gorgeous. And then she confessed to me she was a transgender person and that she worked for the club promoting it as a PR person. Well, we sat there off camera for about an hour, it wound up when we left with and we kissed and I said to her, you're beautiful, you're wonderful. She told me in an interview her whole life story. Now that film we're trying to locate because it was film that was given to the, uh, what was it we were there with? One Magical Weekend. One Magical Weekend brought us down to film it and, and interview everybody. Now we gave One Magical Weekend all that film. <clears throat> I don't know if they know where it is either because they're off the wall. But uh, if I have that film, I definitely will put it on uh, YouTube. And you will hear the most honest interview of a transsexual boy into a girl. More, I mean, I know so many transsexuals, but this one was special. I want to know her name because I want to know if she died in that event. She Be didn't. I already looked at all the names oh, of she all didn't? the people. She's not, she wasn't oh, there. Well, I'm happy about that because she was but too... sad that other people She died. was too wonderful of a human and too beautiful of a person with a big heart. To be taken. Absolutely. So today we've got uh, actor and voiceover actor Robert Axelrod coming on. We're going to play some cool music for you guys and new music. Um, we're going to thank everybody for lots of stuff that's going on that I want to like go over in a little bit. 
And But I thought I would take a, a quick music break real quick because um, this is a song, and I don't think Ron's ever heard this song, actually. The name of the song is Alien, and it's by uh, a singer named Alan Rose, and it's kind of like an up-tempo song, and I thought it might be it's like a good up-tempo. about my relatives? Yeah, it's about your relatives. My, 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 my Martian a, relatives? He's a British, British uh, performer, and the song is a lot of fun. I think everybody's going to like it. It's upbeat to get the show wait, going upbeat. If all you Italians out there trace your history all the way back, You'll find that you came from Mars. Okay. <laughs> Chad, we got that? I yeah. think I cut and just fainted. Chin, right, I know. Shinzia, Shinzia, like, Shinzia holy... what are you? Shinzia just fainted. <laughs> All right, everybody. So here we go. This is a, a, a new song. It's by Alan Rose. The name of the song is Alien. Enjoy. So it started like this. A simple kiss. I don't know how it hit me. I started running. I didn't know that love could have looked like this. Next I knew. We were flying so high I couldn't touch the ground Then we suddenly landed In a world so right I feel at home now Home now Home now Home now I don't know who you are You're like an alien You come so far from up above Don't know who you are Don't say I'm beginning to feel your love, your love, your love, your love, your love. So we landed on Mars, flew right through the stars. It was electrifying and so ambitious. I didn't know that love could exist up here, a million miles away from a place that I would call my hometown. And so it's up to you then. As I said, this is what I feel at home now. Home now. Home now. Home now. I don't know who you are. You're like an alien. You come so far from up above. Don't know who you are. Don't say the sky's a limit. I'm beginning to feel your love, your love, your love, your love, your love, your love. 
Yeah, everybody, that's Alan Rose. The name of the song is Alien. And everybody in the chat room who's saying the ITV froze up, we know, and I don't know that we can get it fixed at the moment, oh, so crap. we're working on it. Crap. Anyway, one other subject I'd like to oh, Hold discuss. on, wait, wait, let me go back. Uh, Chintia said that um, she's researched her genealogy and she didn't find that stuff about Mars. <laughs> you know why? You know why? Because they took all your papers and they put them under lock. What do you want, Jimmy? Turn it up. Turn the second one. It's just for the music. It's too loud. Otherwise, I can't hear they, it. They, 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 they locked it away with Obama's birth certificate. Yeah. So you'll never find out that for sure you're not an alien. But I suspect that my, my mother wrote that song. There you go. And she was your aunt. So. <laughs> All right, everybody. Also, then, um, you guys remember... Uh, no, cousin. Cousin. She was cousin. your cousin. Everybody knows Rebel Medler, you guys. Rebel Medler from W4CY hosts a bunch of radio shows. She's awesome. And she's locked up trying to save uh, rescue money for... Or what, do you, what do you call it? Earn money or whatever for mus mus muscular, muscular dystrophy, dystrophy. For the Muscular Dystrophy Association. She's trying to raise $3,600. That's and nothing. lots of people from W4CY, I think, maybe have been locked up. So if you want to donate, you can either follow at Rebel Meddler on Twitter and hit the link to, to donate, or you can go to www.2.mda.org. That's Rebel Meddler's page, and you can, Listen, you can do a... Uh, a lot of you out there are cheap, okay? You don't give shit away. But a dollar you can give away because you pay a buck for a Coke, a cola, which kills you in the long costs run. more than that. It's like a dollar eighty-nine for a Coke. So I right, cost you a dollar. <laughs> I, I don't drink that poison. It costs you a dollar eighty-nine to commit suicide. So get a buck, one buck. You know what? 75 cents, three quarters, put it in an envelope and mail it. It's no big deal. If a million people send her a dollar, she's got a million bucks. Party's go. over. Chad, who else is, wait, is wait, wait, locked wait. up? I, have, I want to talk about guns and gun control. Guns do not kill people. The people that use them kill people. Remember that. The actual gun, if it was placed in the proper hands, is a sport. I used to own a gun. When I, had to, when, I, when I lived on Long Island and I did a lot of jewelry business, I was in the jewelry business for a while, and I carried tremendous amounts of jewelry, I had a gun. And I mean, I never used it on any family members, and I never went to a gay bar and shot 49 people. So not everybody's going to shoot everybody with a gun. But to my gay folk listeners, to my gay family, especially you gals, the way they hate women... I fear for lesbians more than gay guys. Go out and get a gun. Protect yourself. If ever you see this happening in a gay bar, they may go after a woman's bar, a lesbian bar, to kill a bunch of lesbians because you're even doubly dirty than we are. We're pedophile, disgusting animals, but you're women. You're, ugh, they, they think women shit are shit anyway. So you're a lesbian shit woman to these ISIS idiots. Get a gun. And to you gay guys out there, be careful. Very careful when you go cruising and you go to meet other men. You may get a guy in Central Park that will bring you in the bush and give you more than his dick. He may give you a knife in the neck. So be careful. In other get words, in the world we're living in today, everybody needs to everybody be Everybody needs a gun. No, everybody doesn't need a gun, everybody, but everybody needs to be Not careful. the lunatics and not the, the, not the people coming in this country and not the lunatics. But everybody needs a gun because we are at that point now where we're at war. The government's not at war. We, the civilians now, are at war to protect ourselves. I intend to get a gun next week because Jimmy and I are very openly gay. We travel around a lot. We do conventions. We do big rooms. I don't want to go into a room where some lunatic figures, let's knock these two faggots off. We'll get more credit from Allah. 
because they're famous. All right? So I'm going to have a gun. Anybody shoots me, they're going to get shot back. And I know how to use a gun. I'm not afraid. Guns don't scare me, as long as I have one at my hand. But if somebody has a gun, I'm very afraid. So gay people, get a gun. Protect yourself. This is where it's come to. It's terrible. Well, this is why we have a president that hasn't done a goddamn thing about it. He's now left it. We're all vigilantes. He's put it in, in the public's hands. Now we have to go out and be the soldiers or get killed. Trump will change all of that. Okay. Listen, 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 listen. If that was a New York gay bar, that son of a bitch wouldn't have been able to get one round off because everybody in New York has a gun. It's like, you know, when you graduate high school, your father says, here's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, Chinsius is glad to hear that. All right. And, and Anyway, you guys, there's too much violence. We need to stop the violence. Well, this we can't. Pathetic. Right now, we have to depollute the world of this garbage. These insane people. Insane. I've never seen a culture or a religion as absolutely demented as this. I saw on television a clip, all my gay family out there, they were throwing lesbians and faggots off the roof. Throwing people off a roof to their death. What kind of world is this? You get gay people. What the fuck business is it of yours? Who you ball? I mean, do I give a shit who you ball? I don't care what my straight friends do in bed. In fact, they would bore me to death if they told me. Because gay sex is far more exciting than straight sex. So, I mean, I'm not interested in what you do in your bedroom or you put what where. Well, then... Hey, leave me alone. Don't worry about me. I get along fine. 76 years I've been parking it all over. I'm, I'm fine. All right. I'm and don't judge this. me for that. Well, I'm still upset. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm a very emotional person. I know you are. Jimmy's not. Jimmy's like one of those cool wasp English things, you know? I'm not a cool wasp English. Irish, whatever you are. So you want to hear something else I heard? That I want to hear something exciting, like how magnificently gorgeous and young I look. You do look young and gorgeous. Oh, thank you. You always look young and gorgeous. You're, so, you're, you're as full of shit as Hillary Clinton. No, but either way. So I was reading online, though. You might like this. I hope, um, I hope, because I'm so upset. I'm so depressed. There's a possibility that Caitlyn Jenner now is saying she's not happy being a woman and she's going to detransition back to a man because she wants to date women. See, it's a good thing so she didn't cut you, her cock off. See? So she was smart. It's saying, now it's saying in the next few years, but it's much harder than, it, than she thought it was going to be, and she She's interested in dating women, and she doesn't want to date women as a woman. And I don't blame her. Then she'd be a dyke. Listen, listen to me. See, I told you the whole thing was a plot to get out of that murder thing where she killed somebody. Right. No, not <laughs> not only that. Not only that. I know a transsexual girl who's now a boy. She went back. She 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 she. Oh, she didn't have it cut off either. She still had a wang swinging. She left the wang because she wasn't sure. But she lived for seven years with a doctor. I've mentioned this friend of mine before. A straight doctor. Straight. How straight he is? Go figure. I mean, if it looks like a girl, but when you spread its leg, it's as a man with like an 11 inch. I mean, that's a little frightening. So anyway, he, he decided that he didn't want to be a woman. And he dressed as a man and went back to being a man. But when he gets the urge to get in drag, he gets in drag and goes out with his husband, and they have a glorious time. So, Bruce Jenner, you didn't have to go through all that bullshit, and you certainly did not look like a Kardashian. I mean, you look like the flesh that they cut off the Kardashians and threw in the ground, <laughs> off their fat asses when they had their asses mowed down. I mean, uh, mowed, was it not mowed, it planed, planed down. So, you don't have to, listen, you're a drag queen, Bruce, get, get, get used to it. Just like me, Bruce, when I was working in the clubs and I dressed as Jane Russell, I was never a woman. And I was never in Home, home Daily Weekend, whatever, magazine. I was a drag queen that performed as Jane Russell, sang, danced, did a show, 
and went home as a man and lived as a man and never dressed in drag except when I went on the stage. It's pathetic though that she's like because she was last year's like biggest hero in the world or whatever. Oh, shit. She was a, a freaking drag queen. That's what I kept saying. All my friends kept saying she's a drag queen. She's not a woman and change her driver's license. If I went to have my driver's license changed in drag, they'd say, get out of here, you friggin' lunatic. You you weirdo. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, so much for Bruce Jenner and her. Also, you guys, if you meat. see all the tweets on on Twitter, you guys about the Jimmy Star Show um, getting nominated for an Emmy. It's true. We actually do uh, qualify for an Emmy. An enema. Don't say that because the Emmys are listening. Probably we we, oh. we we literally had fifteen thousand people tweet that we should win an Emmy. Fifteen thousand well, well, people. Well, I just, that was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. You iceberg. I know, but don't do that. You have though. no sense of humor. I don't want. Well, I, I you don't know what? A joke for that. You know though. what? I better not get buy a gun. <laughs> Because I just might use it. My, <laughs> and you're my first pu customer. So anyway, oh, I'd guys, like to shoot his balls all, off. It's all over Twitter everywhere. There's many, many famous celebrities tweeted out that we should get an Emmy um, and please vote for us. So so who knows if we'll even get nominated or not. But it's really cool. And I want to thank everybody, all the 15,000 people who did tweet you know, saying that they thought we should get an Emmy. I think it's really cool. We want to appreciate it. I also want to say hey to everybody from Venice the Series last week and Crystal Chapel. You know, they were I doing, love her. They were friend. doing... New friend, new They were friend. doing a crowdfunding campaign for Venice the Series. They actually hit their Indiegogo thing. Now they're past it, and it goes Way until Friday it. night. And they're trying to you know raise more money so they have money for advertising and all that kind of stuff. But but we want to thank all their fans, first of all. Um, the show got a ton of listens. Last week's show got a ton of listens. The video got 15,000 views in one week. And on, on uh, SoundCloud Entertainment, we are the number one show, and that is the show that is number one on SoundCloud Entertainment right now. I wonder if I was sophisticated, which I can be very snobby and sophisticated when the occasion calls for it. And if I were pseudo-intellectual, if we would have gotten that rating. Or is my audience just a bunch of pervs like me? And they like dirty talk. <laughs> I want to get to go to the Emmys. No, How you cool know what somebody be? wrote me in my, e in my email? They said, um, Ron... Uh, thank you so much for being the honest person you are. It took a lot of guts to come forward and on national, uh, whatever we are on, to talk about your penis and your surgery. And I wrote back, it wasn't honesty. It was caring. Stricture happens to most people over 50 or 60. Stricture is when the urethra closes and you can no longer urinate through your whatever, vagina or penis. You can die from that in a matter of hours. This is what we're fighting right now with me. I was injured by Dr. Isaac from the Doyle ISIS. ISIS. Imagine his name. I -Z -E -S. Is I -Z -E -S. Oh my God, I had a doctor named Isis. No wonder. <laughs> no wonder my dick is all fucked up. Oh my God, Dr. Isis, you ruined me, you son of a bitch. Anyway, he ruined me because he went in and did a very bad job and he made a hole in my urethra, which forms scar tissue, and scar tissue grows it doesn't stop until it meets and then of course it closes down that's what scar tissue does it closes the hole in your body i have gone this is december 4th i have been in the hospital for 18 days i have gone to numerous doctors i have seven or eight operations already and now i've got a doctor who's absolutely incredible he's one of the leading doctors in, in stricture doctor stricture doctor and he's coming on our show and i said i want you to tell people that they don't have to use catheter tubes. They can have this surgery done and they can be just like before. And I will be the living proof of it because after my surgery, which is next Thursday, I will be able to tell everyone I'm pissing like a camel. There you go. And I'm great. Now listen to this doctor when he comes on. 
<laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Jimmy just leaned towards me and made a terrible noise. <laughs> Keep going. You didn't have to tell for Well, now I'm waiting. For, I, I, just, I just hope the smell doesn't come this way. <laughs> I hope not. Anyway, as I was saying with this paper that I'm reading, I'm reading this paper. No. Uh, so that's it. I'm doing it for everyone. To keep it a secret and to lie to you and say I was out of the town or something is stupid. And that's what people like most about our show is that Jimmy and I tell it like it is. We don't care who likes it, who don't like it. Very much like Donald Trump. He throws it out there. He said, listen, for those of you who believe in me, good. If those of you who don't, screw you. And that's my opinion also. Because most of the shows you see on television is so fake, so put up. They tell you what to say, all the bullshit they do. When we say over here we love somebody, we really love them. We've had a couple of people on that I didn't care much for. They were good, nice people, but they were all about them, not about our show and them. And um, they don't go far. You know, tell the truth, folks. We appreciate honesty, human beings. Like that commercial, the guy goes on a date with the girl and, and he's lying. And then he said, no, 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 I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't want to see you anymore, blah, 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 blah. And I thought that was good. When a guy goes out with a girl on the first date, at the end of the date, he should say, gee, you know, it was very nice, but I'm never going to see you again. Goodbye. If it hurts her, too bad. It's better than she waits all week long for the phone to ring and the schmuck never calls. And I know you used to do that. I used to do what? Exactly that. You would go on a date. and then I never sat and waited for a phone call. You I know, know, no, I, I said you would tell them. I was out dating. I know. You would tell them, though. Like, oh, I always, yes, again. I always told them. I had, you would tell them they can't kiss you goodnight. You would tell them all kinds it's, of things. It's true. That's so true. I had one guy that I was dating. He was very rich, extremely rich, into horses. And um, not sexually, you know, into selling them and dealing them. And I told him, I said, you're a nice guy and I want you to be my friend. But it won't go any further because it, the chemistry just didn't bubble over. Well, he got very insulted. And he called me the next day and he said I was rude. And I hurt his feelings. And he couldn't sleep all night thinking about what I said. So I said to him, well, listen, let me tell you something else that may make you feel better. Go fuck yourself. And I hung up. So I guess that might have cured him. Because it was certainly better than my being polite and saying, you know, because he kept saying, when am I going to see you again on our next date? And I thought, how presumptuous. This guy is really like thinking, what, I'm in love with him? Get lost. Why? Because you got a couple of million bucks? Please. Well, maybe I should have thought it over. So I want to do a little plug to everybody for one of our past guests. His name's David Martinez. He works with the Lady Lake Music Crew. He's got a new album. It's called Peace of Me. It's available now on CD Baby and all over the place. It's a great, great album. I've been listening to it every day. So I think if you guys are looking for more new great music, check out David Martinez's music and his new album, um, Pieces of, Peace of Me. And you can follow him at David Martinez MU on Twitter. A great guy. Um, we had him on the show, and I think he's going to come on again to promote this new album sometime this summer. So it's going to be awesome. Now and about now about who's coming on. All right, Michael Damien was on our show twice. You know, Michael's a personal friend of Jimmy and I's, and we love and adore him, and he loves and adores us. He called me up. I was on my cell phone because I don't answer my phone, and he sang "Happy Birthday" to me, which I thought was wonderful. So Jimmy and I are in the car going to Lancaster, and what comes on? Michael Damien's "Rock On." But not once. It played about three times during the day on that, what is it called? Sirius. It was Sirius. on Sirius 80s on 8. So it goes to show you that music from the 80s 
it's not dead. It still works. People still want it. Now, the super duper oop. Hang on, hang on. Go back to the Michael Damon one. So we were on there listening, and oh, yeah. Nina Blackwood was on there, and all she before she played the song, she was talking all about high strung movie that's coming out and how great available it was. for people to buy on mm-hmm. August second or August third. Yep. You can pre order it now. The movie's great. Everybody, if you haven't seen it, check it out on iTunes and Amazon now. Yeah, and I, you know I don't lie again. If you don't like this movie, you're ignorant. <laughs> In plain, in plain English, you have no you have no class, no sophistication, and no appreciation of the arts. You're just a dead body, you know. So get this film; it's fabulous. The music will have you dancing, you know, wherever you are, and the storyline stinks. It's a cute little Romeo and Juliet thing. That's not what made me love the film. The story's weak. It's the dancing. And the I'm music. telling you, pay special attention to when they're dancing in the subways in New York. Phenomenal. To rap, who dances? Theater dancing to rap, like Broadway, you know, chorus boy dancing to rap. Never have I seen it. It was very good. And, and the guy that did the, uh, the, 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 what do you call it? The, the guy choreographer. The choreographer was a black guy who was so cute. When I interviewed him, go on YouTube and see the, the interview. It was hilarious. And he also won the Fred Astaire Awards for yeah, best choreography. Yeah, so this guy really know, had rhythm. He really knew how to bang it out there. And he had those people flying all over the fucking place. It was, oops, excuse me. That was a not necessary uh, fuck, by the way. <laughs> that was a slip of the tongue. That, that had no value. Also then, uh, we're going to do... So no, next, wait, wait, I have to give the big news. Oh, okay. The biggest news... because I don't want to give the news until I have it locked down. I know, down but I want to do a, sh- a heads up. I know, but if it doesn't happen, then we'd like to give Then we'll all go after her and we'll kill her. Okay. I don't have my gun, so we'll do it. <laughs> I, as you know, everybody, I love and adore and worship Fran Drescher. Probably as one of the greatest comedians of our century. After the 20th of this month, we will have a date when she's coming on our show. He's very right. excited about excited. this. Excited? Are you out of your mind? I'm, I, I have to take Valium. <laughs> Chad, did you hear that one? Uh, Roger that. He's like, he loves Fran Drescher. We've had everybody else from that show on here already. Uh, Charles Shaughnessy and, and Her ex-husband Mark was on. I mean, everybody's been on. Lainey, like, Lainey Kazan, who was Aunt Frida. And when he comes on, like we, he has special instructions because he has things he wants you to like play and stuff for her. And so yes, we'll, I'll have we'll, to put we'll it all together it. once we get it done. I'm, I'm doing a big show for her. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a fabulous show. And and you know, I was married, and I'm gay, and I got divorced. So she and I have a lot to talk about that we have in common. She came from Flushing, Queens. I came from the next town over, Astoria, Queens. We went to the same movie theater in Flushing, the RKO Keiths. So, I mean, we went to the same college, Queens College. He's so excited, it's not even Fran, funny. Fran, <laughs> and I can talk like I'm Mr. Sheffield. That, that's so, good, Ron. You know, I'm so excited. All right, everybody, here's another thing then. Um, anybody who, if you're, if you're on IMDb and you have an IMDb account, please like go to the Jimmy Star Show page and leave a rating and leave a good rating because we're, we're doing really good. We have eight and a half stars out of ten, which is is significantly good for an independently produced television show and uh, we're trying to get the ratings up to, to increase our IMDb rankings right now where I think we're like the 34 in the 34,000s or whatever. Did they ever give me credit for my movie? The um, one with Julius LaRosa that I can't no. I can't remember the title. No. I thought it was Let's Rock. Imagine I was, in a, well, I was 17 when I was in this friggin' movie. I was a dancer. You can check out the Ron's IMDb is up there. My IMDb I, I is up there. I don't know what the name of the movie was. I forgot. Just like the movie I made with Vincent Price. I don't know the name of that movie. I think it was something like Mummies. Yeah, that one. But there's no credit it. for it. Yeah, Vinny, Vinny doesn't have it. They must have changed it. It's not on his either. I right. looked it up. <clears throat> All right, so the next week, you guys, huh. 
We've got a really fun uh, guest. I'm trying to work on the second guest right now, but the first guest musically is going to be a lot of fun. And the name of the group is called what? I, uh, the what is it? The Modern Gentleman? Yes, the Modern Gentleman. Um, and we've got a little. I want to play some music from them to kind of get you guys ready for next week. So we're going to play a little video. Chad, you got that? I don't Chad? have the video, but I got the audio. Oh, you got the audio. That's fine. Yeah, um, and I, I, if hang I, I, I oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking. I, I just, yeah, I know you're talking, but I have to slip things in that, that coordinate with what you're doing. Well, and if I ever find my address book, I have Raquel Welch's phone number. I'm calling Raquel to ask her personally to come on our show. Okay, but anyway, these are the modern gentlemen, you guys. Right now, they traveled the world as the Four Seasons. These are the Four Seasons that travel with Frankie Valley for the last 10 years. They've got their own group called The Modern Gentlemen where they sing like all the classic hits from, from that day. They're really, really cool guys. They're all young and really good looking. They're coming on the show next week and I wanted to do a little musical montage for that for everybody to try and get psyched up for it for next week. So here it is, The Modern Gentlemen. Live. Take the girls. Well, she was just 
touch me in the pouring rain And the moment that you wander by from me I wanna feel you in my arms again Turn your mic on, Jimmy. The dog destroys everything. She knocks all our wires out, but we don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I love this little girl like you have no idea. She's my new little girl. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Look at this beautiful Um, girl. She's going to sleep in my arms. So that's the minor gentleman, you guys. They'll be on next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. They're four really good-looking guys. And... Um, and, and the music is good, and they have ain't no. They have a version of "Ain't No Mountain High Enough" that I think is like so freaking awesome. It's yeah, but we're gonna fun. play the original with Marvin Gaye and Tammy Sherrill. It's one of my most favorite songs in the world. I you know who Tam- Tammy it was? Everybody well, I saw her in that movie we watched last night. Yeah, but no, Tammy Sherrill was a great singer. Sherrill. Sherrill. So, oh, I thought it was Sherrill. No, Sherrill. Tammy Sherrill. No, Sherrill. Sherrill. Yeah, S H. Sherrill. Yeah, I think it's Sherelle. Yeah, okay. Sherelle. So last night too, you guys, uh, we watched we watched the the, um, the Temptations movie with Leon. Yeah, and Leon's got such a voice. God, is he a talent? Leon is from Leon and the Peoples. Everybody, they won all kinds of awards. He he's, he's a buddy David. of ours. We love him a lot. He's he, a good. He played David Ruffin, who's the lead singer right. of uh, the Temptations, and uh, we've interviewed him a bunch of times and seen him yeah. in Central Park twice. We and love he's been him. on the show. He's awesome. So he's, he's like one of the best people in the world. If you ever get a chance to actually watch the Temptations, it was on some TV channel last night. It was awesome. You definitely, definitely want to see it. Uh, it's a classic movie. He's and been it's in just a couple fantastic. of. He's been in a few movies. He's a fine actor and a great dancer. You had to see him dance as okay. a Temptations, and his voice. Oh my God, he made it sound just like uh, the lead. What was the lead's name? David something. He is David Ruffin. He played who he played. Yeah, I know that. But what? I, what am I saying? I'm losing my know. mind again. I don't know, but yeah, Leon. Oh, well. Leon is like one of the most celebrated actors on the planet. He was well, anyway, in, now in they, all kinds of Academy they, they Award said, movies. Listen to this. This is a big scoop for all of you people out there that are getting demented like I am. Uh, they found that in a starfish, there's an ingredient that now they put into pills that we could take to bring back our uh, short-term memory. So I don't know how exciting that is. <laughs> I mean, do I want my my? Me- I like losing my memory. There's a lot of shit out there. I want to forget. It's funny. So, Chad, what's going on? You got anything going on this weekend? Uh, yeah, we got a few gigs coming up. We're at Aruba on Thursday, and then, uh, damn, I don't even know. I forgot. 
banana boat on Saturday and key lime for Father's Day on Sunday. Oh, that's good for fa- oh, Father's Day this weekend. That's yeah, right. I'm going to make you some jellyfish pills. Thanks, Ron. Fish. You said starfish. starfish. Yeah, no, starfish. jellyfish. Get, jellyfish. Did I say starfish? You said starfish. Get that's your sea so, creatures. So right. starry-eyed looking at you, honey, with all those stars yes. on your T-shirt. Yes. Do you think Jimmy's trying to tell everybody something with all the stars he wears? I love stars. He's of course a, you do. Your ego is just as, as big as goddess, a star. Goddess says that's awesome for people with dementia. Mean, <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Goddess, where the hell have you been? She's there. She's, She's always there. there. We don't about hear from her anymore. She's not sending us any nudes. Oh, my. <laughs> goddess, send us a frontal nude. Yeah, right. Like one of you, like on your back with your legs spread holding a basketball. Wow. <laughs> Between your legs. What an imagination. Oh, I'm a pervert. Don't you know that? That's what straight people call gay people, pedophile perverts. Roger that. That's what that weirdo priest or what the hell ever he is, the Christianette, wrote. Didn't you read it on Facebook? <laughs> no. Said, uh, I'm so glad that 49 pedophiles were killed. Oh, yeah. I didn't see it on Facebook. Oh, he was so glad. He was so happy, that son of a bitch. How could you be happy no. that people are murdered? How, I mean, what kind of minds are out Especially there? Especially if you're a priest. He's not a priest. He was one of those evangelists, one of those weirdos. He's still, that, well, he's still a, oh, he's those, a preacher or whatever. One of those nut jobs that think they're going to go to heaven. Hey, news for you. There ain't nobody there. <laughs> you're going to be all by yourself sitting there smoking you gotta love and it. drinking heavily because you're bored to death. You got to love it. So then we want to tell everybody, too, um, you can listen to the Jimmy Star Show on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Podomatic, Apple TV, Stitcher. And if you want to see the TV show, you can go to Roku, YouTube, and Vimeo. And uh, we want to thank everybody, especially for going to YouTube because we've got tons of people. Yeah, That's looks like what? it. Yeah. How did she get? I don't oh, know. she got a little hole in her head. Wait a minute. She must Brandy. have banged it on something. Brandy's got a cut on her head. Maybe it's a tick. No, I think she hit it on the desk getting up here. I'm going to have to put peroxide on that. Honey, I'll take care of that. <laughs> She's so beautiful. I love What a, this, what a this mellow dog. Yeah, isn't she mellow? I mean, wow. she is so oh, mellow. She is the love of my life. So Shazam. But this, she's a bleeding girl. She's Honey, fabulous. I'm very upset now, Jimmy. What are we going to do? Oh, she's Brandy, fine. Does it she's hurt? not having any problems. Tell Daddy, does it hurt, we have Honey? the technology. We can rebuild her. She has no problems. She's like, yeah, she is a mellow. Well, actually, she's not always mellow. If you bring her in the car, she's, she's not mellow at all. Job. She's a nut job. And all she does is run back and forth from side to side and look out the windows and, and just goes absolutely crazy. But and then, of course, if any other dog comes by, she goes and humps him, right? Yeah. 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 No, no, it's because <laughs> she, she doesn't see, like to hump him. She likes to blow him. She oh, sees. Right. Don't say that about <laughs> her. We're trying to change her. You mentioned that. She'll go at it again. <laughs> don't tell her. She'll know. Fabulous. <laughs> And she's cute. Every week now, she's parking her ass on me to do this show. Look at her. Anyway. That's because you know why. Everybody last week sent pictures of their male dogs, and she went crazy. <laughs> she said, when are they coming? When are they coming? <laughs> you got I, I have my tongue in ice. You got to freaking like She got it. her tongue cold. Did you ever have it with a tongue cold, a cold mouth? Have what? Ladies, did you ever have, you know what? <laughs> when, when a guy has his tongue in ice? Well, ice like cube. He's got peppermint in his mouth. Ice is better. <laughs> Peppermint's pretty good. I like too. I like ice. <laughs> I like peppermint. <laughs> Jimmy, you like anything. You're just a perv. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm the perv. You brought it up, but I'm the perv. <laughs> well, I say the truth. How many women out there have had head from ice? Their husbands or boyfriends kept their tongue in the ice and went down on them. It's fabulous. Come on. You know, we got to educate you people out there. 
I don't think so. In the chat, maybe some saying ice ice baby. <laughs> may, maybe some. Wait, wait, wait. Look, what, what's the face we're talking to all the time? Goddess? Goddess. Goddess. Did you ever have the ice cube job? I'm sure she has. Of course. Goddess has had everything. She wrote K Rico. I don't know what that means. What's K Rico mean? It's Spanish. Q U E R I C O. How rich? K Rico is in Italian. Is rich. How rich? She says you're on the money. <laughs> oh. See that? <laughs> Goddess does everything. Goddess pleases the world with, her, be so with awesome. her beauty, and she pleases her man of how many years? Goddess? Many, many years. 28 years or something? No, not 28. 20 she, maybe or no, she 13. Yeah, otherwise, she, she's an old broad if she's been doing him for 28 years. <laughs> she's no chicken. What are you posting, young pictures? <laughs> goddess, how many years with the fella? I forgot. No, Goddess. When we had her on, she told us. Was she gonna 23. Write? 23, and he still hasn't given you a ring. I would dump that bastard so fast he wouldn't know it hit him. Maybe she didn't want one yet. You don't want a ring, Goddess? <laughs> goddess, if he proposed to you tomorrow, would you accept and marry him a week later? She probably left the room. You I, made, she left I the made a vomit. She doesn't, she doesn't know. She doesn't want to be like. I made a vomit. Nobody so she wants left to be room. committed to make, having to, My to do it. My dog's bleeding to death. What am I going to do? She's sleeping. She's snoring with a hole in the head. She's going to rise open. Maybe she's, she's got a coma. I mean, no, she, I mean a, a concussion. That's why she's she so calm. She says it scares her to get married. Yeah, she's it's fine. not so great. She's always mad. What do you mean it's not so great? Well, what do you mean with you? <laughs> Listen to him. There have been others before you, you know. I know. You should let her down. Let her run around. Well, I can't. Why not? Because I have to make sure she's not going to go to sleep if she has a concussion. She doesn't have a concussion. Goddess, do you have a... I mean, goddess. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, goddess. Brandy Starr, do you have a concussion? Actually, goddess says her parents dated for 25 years before they got married, so she's in, like, line. Of 25 years? <laughs> oh, I would be so bored with that number. He would have been gone long ago. Oh. You know, it's bad enough when you're married for them 25 years. You know, it's hard to ditch them. You got to divide. You got to separate things. You don't talk to each other. Your kids hate you. It's nothing. It's a hole. She's got a big hole in her head. Not Needs stitches. It's so little, it's not even funny. You can't even see it. Mm, that's what I said about you last night. Ooh. That's <laughs> terrible. Can <laughs> you hear him? But I, I couldn't resist it. Come on. He fed me a line that any comedian had to go for. I mean, you, you know, that was a perfect feed. Listen to All him. right, Brandy, go down without breaking your head or arm or leg. Hey, Chad. Yes, sir. Let's do a music break. Let's do Vega, White Knuckle Ride, and that way we can get the dog down. Why don't we? What? All right, everybody, here's Vega, an awesome, awesome band. The name of the single is White Knuckle Ride. It's available on all the digital download sites. Enjoy.
by Vega. And it's a really cool, cool song. And if you want to hear other cool music that we play on the show, you can go to SoundCloud. Uh, under the Spectrum Music Group, we've got tons and tons of songs up there, and they're super great. So if you want to hear more of the songs, you can go there. And they all have links to iTunes where you can go and download all of them, which we want to give a shout-out to to tell everybody to get Get It Baby by Tito Jackson. It's number 22 right now on the Billboard Adult Contemporary Charts. He was on um, uh, the Andy, Andy Bravo's Sirius Radio Everybody's Station the other show. day. He did Wendy Williams yesterday. He did ABC. He did all these great shows. And he's, he's going to be on Good Morning America soon. And uh, I think we're going to, I think, I, Jimmy, if we get up really early, we can go see Lara, visit with Lara in her dressing room, and then uh, visit with TJ. Tito. Tito, whatever his name is. <laughs> I give a shit about his name. I like his song. It's fantastic. You, it's a good song. I mean, he's weird looking. Like, what is he, like, old, young, or old? He's 62. He is. He looks like an old man trying to look young. Oh, he doesn't try to look young, though. No, but his voice is good, and his song Fantastic. is great. Fantastic. The song is called Get It, Baby, Everybody, and it's Get got, it, uh, baby, get it, baby. And it's also um, got uh, Big Daddy Kane on it, and actually... Um, Even the rap part. You know, there's two versions, one with a rap and one without a rap. Okay, I like the one without the rap very much, but I even like the one with the rap. So how do you like that, folks? I'm coming around to almost saying nice things about rap music that I despise. But it was it's a good song. I like it. What does that cost if you buy it? Cost a dollar twenty-nine. Oh, for Christ's sake! That's all they make on records, these people. Yep. Holy shit! I thought in my day when you bought vinyl for two ninety-nine, you bought an album with twelve songs. Actually, Chad, fine, get it, baby. We're gonna play it real quick. One more time. Yeah. What is it? Um, get it, baby, by Tito yeah. Jackson. Oh, yeah, right. It's an uplifting song. Yeah, and I'm good, good tune. I'm right now I'm very depressed over my family being killed. Um, so play it. That'll up me. You got it, Chad? I do have it. All right, everybody. It's so a good song, everybody. Hey, everybody, this is number 22 on the Billboard Adult Contemporary Charts. It's Get It Baby by Tito Jackson featuring Big Daddy Kane. Get so, it today. So get up, get off your asses, and start to dance. It's a good dance song. There you go. Disco.
you've been the coldest And I can't describe what your inner glow is Shaking it so the men that notice And trust all eyes on her when she throws it Ain't seen a this stick since Jennifer Lopez And I'm taking it in doses Sitting there looking simple foldish Feeling me mind, then expose it Girl, you're not just around the way thought What you got just a little too hot I see your plot, really though Chicks been video fixes Getting low friction till the dough kicks in But you, you get a pass with that Looking all kind of mean and designer jeans now Back it up like time machine, come on Get it, baby. By Isn't that a fun song? By Tito Jackson featuring Big Daddy Kane. You guys, he's a rapper from the 80s. If you're if you're young now, you might not know who he is, but anybody who's over probably like 30 definitely knows who he is, and he's freaking awesome. So you got to get it. Uh, it's available well, it's now. Song, it's a song iTunes, that's really iTunes, Amazon, great. everywhere. The song is uplifting, and the lyrics are cute, and it's not a heavy down song. We have so much down in the world. Let's get up and fluffy, and that's what this is. This is definitely driving in a convertible along a beach, with this music playing loud. And that says, California, here we come. Oh, look, and he has this new shirt on. Finest quality California liquor and beer company. Now, let me tell you my story about my shirt. We're on our way to Lancaster, Pennsylvania to buy a star. Those big rusty stars you see on the side. They don't know what they are because they don't live here. (laughs) It's a big Pennsylvania thing. They put them on the side of their homes. And there's a store there called what? I forgot. Gary's? I forgot. And what is the store called? Where we bought the cushions for the lounges. Oh, 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 oh. Gabe's. Gabe's. Go to Gabe's stores. This T-shirt was $5. No, $3.99. Oh, $3.99. Oh, I, I lied. It's a great cotton. Three ni- and the cotton is like better than Ralph Lauren cotton. It's so soft and gorgeous. Three ni- What's it? Did you ever hear of anything being $3.99 anymore? No. I mean, lollipops are not even. I used to do business with Gabe's back in the days when I had clothing stores many years ago. And look at what ago. a beautiful they shirt. They have stores everywhere. West Virginia, and Pennsylvania, fits, Virginia. It, it's form-fitting. It fits to the the body. It doesn't sag and bag like an old man. It's kind of like Marshall's, but significantly no, cheaper. $3.99. I fainted. So I bought a couple of things there. I spent all, all of $14, and I have a whole summer wardrobe. There you go. He, he bought, yeah, that's true. It's nice. So everybody check it out. Gabe's. We also have another store here called Ollie's that sometimes Ollie's, has good we stuff. We love Ollie's. is not for clothes. Ollie's is for things like appliances and rugs and shit like that. It's, I love these. You know, I'm not a snob. Everybody thinks because you're in show business, you shop Gucci. Bullshit. I went through my Gucci phase 40 years ago. When everybody was into dynasty, shoulder pads, platform shoes, and as much gold on your body as it, it will allow. No, no, no. I know a lot of celebrities that are filthy, dirty, rich. They shop Marshalls. I've shopped with them in Marshalls. What am I talking about? I can't mention one in particular. Chad, do you ever go to Marshalls? I do not. Do you ever go to a very to famous Max? female friend? <laughs> I do not. Hey, a very famous female friend of mine, very f- extremely ultra famous, shops Marshalls, and we used to live in the same town. And we would run into each other in Marshalls. Marshalls is the best one, and then TJ Maxx, and then yeah, TJ's and then is okay. Ross is terrible. Oh, well, Ross, TJ Maxx and Boca Ross, is good. Ross is like for derelicts. <laughs> you know, no, really, people wear dirty rags to go to Ross, and they come out looking the same in their new clothes. <laughs> 
I mean, you wouldn't know the difference. Ross is not for me. I, I like Marshall's the best. But don't think I'm a peasant either because I do shop Bloomingdale's and I do shop Hermes and I do shop Ralph Lauren. That guy, he owes me a ton of money. I bought Ralph Lauren his last house. What I spend in Ralph Lauren. And I don't do it, folks. And I never wear anything with his name on it. I don't shop Ralph Lauren so I could say, oh, I shop. What's his name? Ralph Lauren. <laughs> What's his name? I forgot. <laughs> I, I shop Ralph Lauren because he builds clothing for big guys, tall men, you know, that like a nice fit. I never have to have alterations when I buy Ralph Lauren. Everything, he, was, he, he has my body in mind. Oh, I have his body in my mind, too. He's kind of cute, that Ralph Lauren. No, I don't think so. Oh, I think he's... He, he, you should love him. He's an I old know, bag. One, I know. I just, I he's know, an old I, man. I never really liked Ralph Lauren, With though. a gorgeous white hair. He's handsome. He wears a jeans. Yeah. He's got a nice body. Ralph Lauren still's hot. I'm surprised you don't like him. Yeah, I like Oscar de la Renta and Giorgio Armani. Oh, he's like a broken down old man. <laughs> you like him really decrepit. I'm glad. Because if I live 20 more years and I become old, ugly, and decrepit, Jimmy's going to love me more. <laughs> Right? Absolutely. I don't know if I could love you anymore, honey. Well, you can if I get old, <laughs> ugly, and disgusting. If I don't get a facelift. You'll face never lift, get old. I have to old, get a facelift. Well, after I get my facelift, I'm going to look young, young. That's my next adventure, folks. When we move to California, I'm getting a facelift. You so we'll, need one. Oh, yes, I do. So we'll talk about my facelift on the show, and we'll do before and after pictures. And when you see me looking 22 years old... Divorcing Ooh. Jimmy to go out and get a 22-year-old. Listen to him, Chad. That's terrible. I like to terrible. tease you. Jimmy doesn't have any Madison's kind of... Armani is so classic. Armani is awesome. Like He's just gorgeous to die He's for. dead. No, he's not. Giorgio Armani's still alive? Yeah, of course he's still alive. He's oh, I'm thinking of the other one. What's his name? Versace. No, the other one. The great gown designer. What are you... Uh, Ralph Lo No, um... The, fat, the one that does all of Sophia Loren's gowns. I don't know who that is. Yes, you do. He's a fab. He has a gay lover and made a documentary. Oh, Halston. No. Well, who the hell is the he? The guy with the glasses, the little short guy with the glasses. No, the Italian with the weird accent. Yeah, with the glasses. And his gorgeous boyfriend who's... He d Valentino. Val yeah, Valentino. Valentino. How can I forget Valentino? Nah, Valentino's not good looking, though. George Armani was good looking. Yeah, but Valentino's husband was handsome. Okay, George Armani's the most successful clothing brand in history. Yeah, but I can't wear him. He builds for slight little faggy boys. <laughs> like if you're one of those sissy men, you wear a lot of him because he makes everything very tiny. I'm big and rugged. I drive a Jeep. That's why you, know, you, <laughs> that's why, that's why you do the whole uh, Ralph Lauren thing. Right. I drive a Jeep. We've had the Jeep now, what, a month, month and a half? I just found no, out. we've had it almost three months. Oh, I found out that if you put it in. Sport. S. You told us that last week. Oh, I did? See, okay. I'm getting now. I'm t repeating myself. Anyway, you put it in sport, it becomes a sport car. So I'm the only one that drives this gigantic Jeep at 100 miles an hour in school zones where they say 15 miles an hour only. Yeah, he has to be careful. But I can't. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? So, Chad. Hi, Captain. Hey, let's try and call our guest. Let's do it. Yeah, enough of us. <laughs> enough of us. There's never enough of us. Oh, please. So everybody, we're, we're I'm the only one that bores myself. We're going to call Robert Axelrod now. and hopefully There's he, uh, Robert, wake up. You look so bored. He's never. Uh, he hasn't done too much Skype stuff before. Oh, is that so. a still picture? Yes. Or did he die? <laughs> no, still picture. Oh. And hopefully he's going to be able to figure out how to answer Robert, it. make that still picture go away. The big away. butch in the big butch Jeep with the big dog in the back. <laughs> That's me. That's you. But I, the only thing is I'm wearing red patent leather pumps. Hello, hello. Look hello, at you. Can you hear me? 
Yeah, we can hear you. All right, hold on. We're going to do a little introduction now. Um, all right, everybody, we want, we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show the fabulously talented Robert Axelrod. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, folks. Good to see you. There you go. Before we get started, let me introduce you to everybody, starting out with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. How do you do, buddy? Hi, Ron. How are you doing? Good, good. I understand you and I are going to have a lot of conversation on the show because you know, or you worked with, many of the celebrities that are friends of mine. Oh, that's cool. You don't know that yet. He doesn't know that yet. <laughs> and if any of them are bitches, I'll say it. So don't get offended. <laughs> Like like uh Raquel, no, no, hang no, on, hang not, on. Not Raquel, like what's her name? Faye, Faye, Faye Dunaway. She's supposed to be list, the bitch of Hollywood. Oh, anyway, so hold on, we gotta introduce you to the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Robert, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Chad. Thanks for joining we us. Have, we have a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hey everybody in the chat room. There you go. I don't want to make you nervous, but you know we go out to twenty eight million people. <laughs> He's not nervous. He's used to this. 28 million people are seeing you live right now. That's so, fantastic. You know, so do a little mascara and lip gloss. <laughs> <laughs> I, still have, I still have a leftover from yesterday's uh, film shoot. Yesterday's shoot. <laughs> don't, that, that, don't take your makeup off. It costs a fortune to have those makeup people do it. That's true. <laughs> All right, everybody. So first off, so Robert, where are you calling us from? Where are you? Where do you live in California? Not just the city. I'm in Los Angeles. There we Next, go. Right in L.A. Silver Lake, yeah. Oh, so you know Silver Lake. Silver when Lake. I moved to California with the gold miners. No, 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 no. I, I lived in California in 1950. I was 10 years old, and Silver Lake was then a lovely little community. Then I, yes. I lived there for years. Then in the hippie era, it became a slum. All the hippies were there. It was junkies and garbage and hookers and trashy oh. people. Now, you can't touch Silver Lake. It's outrageously expensive. I looked oh, in okay. Silver Lake. Yeah. And some of those homes are magnificent. They're from 1926, like Norma Desmond houses, those kind of houses, mansions. Beautiful. I'm living in huh? one. You're living in one. I, hate, I, 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 I love it. I hate you because I wanted to live in one of those Spanish 1925 mansions. They're beautiful. Yeah. So lucky you. Silver Lake is quite a place now. Yeah. So, yes. Good neighborhood. So before we before we go, for anybody who doesn't know who Robert Axelrod is, first of all, I, I was always a big Power Rangers fan. So so here we go. So he was the the voice of Lord Zed and Finster from the Power Rangers. He is also Wizardmon and Digimon. Um, he's been in a ton of films. We're going to talk some of that. I have a question, though. When you did the Power Rangers, uh, was Serena, Vin uh, Serena Vincent's been on the show several times. She's a friend of mine, and I know she was, the, I think, the Pink Ranger, but I don't know what years. Were, was she a, a Power Ranger when you were on the Power Rangers? I was after my time. Okay, she's after your time. I How was the first six years. Okay, okay. So what about, who's the guy we just had on two weeks ago with uh, Paul Logan? You've got to be kidding Um you're asking me about two weeks ago? That's what I was yeah. thinking. Vernon Wells. How about Vernon Wells? Because I know he was oh, so... Yeah, Vernon. I went into Vernon. Vernon was on after me, but I went into Vernon all the time at, uh, at conventions. Oh, yeah. I love the convention. That's how I got started in meeting famous people in the first place, like 20 years ago, was going to conventions. But we had Vernon on two weeks ago. Yeah, I love Vernon. He's great. Yeah, he's cool. So I love the Power Rangers. I know it's a kid's show, and it's kind of like... 
It's a corny kid show, but like I love it. I used to watch it all the time. Well, you're a corny kid. I am a corny kid. I, I do. I love like all that stuff. So how is it working on the Power Rangers? Because I I saw an IMDb. It's it's in in talks to do a new Power Rangers, and they've got got you in there. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be in the, in the movie you're talking about, aren't you? No. You're talking about the movie? Yeah, well, it says they're talking about it, but it doesn't say like for sure that it's gone through, but then it has a list of the people who are going to be in it, and they listed your name. Oh, really? Yeah, you should check that out. <laughs> in development, and it has you on there being Lord Zed again. Oh, well, now you you're not to be here. <laughs> so I know more than you. <laughs> now you could go. Nothing. Now you could go out and buy new car. IMDb. Yeah, it's on IMDb. I went on there to look at all your credits, and uh, and that way I thought well, by looking at all your credits we would be able to uh, figure out like some of the cool stuff you've been in. Because one of the things that I like to do when we're on the show uh, is pick out memorable people that have been in the different movies that you've been in, um, and it gives them. Like an idea of what a great career that you have had and continue to have, and so like I thought I would do that, and then as I was doing that, Ron used to have a TV show in 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 LA called Set the Record Straight, where he interviewed like a lot of the legends of Hollywood and a lot All of the, the biggies. A lot of the people that you've got on your list of movies you've been in and worked with, he had on his television show, and that's what he was talking about when we first brought yeah, you on. I, a lot of my friend, I I, I started my first interview with Jane Russell. Because Jane and I were very dear friends, close friends for a long time. And I needed a show, and I said, Jane, for free, would you let me interview you on my new show called Set the Record Straight on Time Warner Cable? And Jane okay. said, honey, for you, i do anything. I said, anything? She said, don't get smart, Ron. You know, Jane, <laughs> Jane had that personality. So she was my first guest. And I thought I'd have a new concept. And I asked her about her abortion. What breast si what bust size she was, and about her alcoholism, she was thrown by it because she didn't expect it, but she answered it. She answered it beautifully, and that's my uh, premium shows that you could see on YouTube. It was a wonderful interview, and I, and I love Jane, and I miss her every minute. So here goes, though, then. So, so you guys, Robert Axelrod has done some great, cool stuff. <laughs> One thing I want to come back and talk about specifically is the blob, just because I love the blob, and we've had almost yeah. a... We've had almost all of them on there. All but the first, cast but first, let's go back. Let's go back and talk with some of the people, some of the cool people that you've been fortunate um, to work with. And I'm just going to kind of like go over this list, and then maybe we'll pick a few of them out and talk about it, right? Um, but yeah. but we've, got, we've got Kevin Dillon, Charles Bronson, Sammy Davis Jr., Shelley Winters, oh, best friend, Donald O'Connor, Red Buttons, Adam Baldwin, Kay Lenz, Jill Ireland, Lynn Redgrave, Tony Curtis, Yay, best friend. Ray Liotta, Matthew Broderick, Tony Collette, Callista Flockhart, Karen Black. You know Karen Black. Oh, I dated Karen Black on a make-believe date. Ed Asner, Diane Ladd, John oh, Riley, and I Mickey know Diane. Dolans. I know there's a lot more. I just picked out ones that I thought everybody would know. Who the last one? Mickey Alec Baldwin. You missed Alec Baldwin. Oh. You know why we missed, you know why we missed Alec Baldwin because we don't like because we don't like Alec Baldwin because we're a gay, a, we're gay and he's very he's anti gay and he's so we don't ever mention him. Okay, first <laughs> first question: Did you ever meet Jane Russell? No. Oh, what a pity! She was gorgeous as at at almost ninety. She was still stunningly beautiful with great legs. Okay, let's talk Tony Curtis. <laughs> you can't say a bad word about him because I'll come right through this camera and choke you. He is. Was he not the best? He's the best. Ah, oh, he was wonderful to work with. I loved Very him. Very funny. 
Uh, very serious about his work, very funny. He had uh, scenes with Lynn Redgrave where they were uh, ad-libbing the scenes. Yeah. And it was amazing. They were in a competition. Who could get the last word? <laughs> it was funny. It was great to watch. Absolutely. T Tony Curtis and I got along so well because for years people have said that, that they I remind them of Tony Curtis. I guess the voice. Yes. That, you know, similar features. So when I met Tony for the first time, I said, people say we look alike. He said, oh, no, we don't. I'm better looking. <laughs> and I knew I loved him from that minute on. I thought, this guy is so cool. Then we talked about all the women he banged in Hollywood, which were everybody. And then I asked him, I said, is it true you're gay? You wrote that you're gay. He said, I'm not gay. I just have sex with everybody. I don't care what the gender is. He said, I love sex. So he's open like that. We did a show uh -huh. at the convention center that went out on KTLA, K KTTLA, whatever the call letter is. And I said, you know, what are you going to talk about? And I've said this so many times on the show. It's a story about Marilyn Monroe and he when they did some Like It Hot. I said, you're not going to tell that story, are you? He said, I might. Well, he went up on stage, and to all those millions of people, he told a story. And the story was comprised of Marilyn Monroe turning around to the dresser and saying, Tony may have a bigger ass than mine, but does he have these tits? And I said, Tony, you can't do that. He said, oh, watch. I said, Tony, he said, Ron, it's the end of my career. What do I give a shit? <laughs> that was Tony. He had that kind of attitude. Loved him, loved him the best. And you used to hang out with Shelly Winters a lot. Oh, Shelly was another good buddy of mine. Oh, Shelly was, we used to have uh, lunch every Thursday at the Silver Spoon, which is gone. I'm so sick that it's gone, the Silver Spoon. Did you spoon. ever eat at the Silver Spoon? No, I never, never, you never, never did. Everybody from our day was there. If you wanted to meet an old friend from an old movie, go to Silver Spoon. He's younger than you. <laughs> well, well, no, no. Our, our, no, no. Our day, meaning you know, I was alive and old. <laughs> once <laughs> so our day means he could have been 15 and i was 25 you know but anyway it was a great diner right on santa monica boulevard in boys town and shelly was a hoot with her stories about all the men she made love to and how big their penises was and that <laughs> connery had the biggest and was the best screw she ever had Bert Lancaster was hung also, but he was a rough rider. She said she didn't like having sex, sex with Bert Lancaster. Shelley Winters was indeed a down-to-earth Brooklyn Jew who was fantastic. I mean, you couldn't be any better than her, any better. Do you have, do you have something, like out of all your body of work, um, of all the movies, without the voice stuff, because I know you have a lot of voice stuff, and I want to talk about that too a little bit, but like, would you have like a favorite project or a project that was very memorable that you really like enjoyed being a part of? Well, I like the Blob. I like the Bronson movies that I did. Uh, Murphy's Law yes. was, was my favorite because uh, it was the biggest part I had. Uh, actually, that's not true. Assassination was a pretty good chunk of work. Uh, I remember a story about the... Uh, here's a story that Bronson used to like to have a little nickel and dime and quarter poker game going with the makeup girls and the hair girls. And uh, I walked into the makeup trailer and they were playing poker and I said, how do I get a seat? And he said to me, you don't. <laughs> he wasn't sharing his beef. No, he wasn't. He wasn't giving but up. I, just, I understand he, he went to pieces after Jill Ireland died. Yes, he did. That he was never the same again because I know people that know Charlie and they said he was actually a you did a movie person. with Jill Ireland too, didn't you? I have her on she's, my list. She was yeah. beautiful. 
Jill was beautiful. Girl Jill Arlen. You ever see her? Yes, I know who she is. She's a very was a very and she died so young. And Charles went crazy. Yeah. Yes. He, he absolutely couldn't work, couldn't eat. He's just a basket case. Yeah, that's no yeah. good. That's sad. So talk about the blob. First of all, from the blob, because we've had Shawnee Smith, Bill Mosley, Michael Kenworthy, oh, Eric Jack, and Jameson Newlander. We've had all of the we've had all of them on the show. Um, hang on, hang on. Let me read. Give me the book. So tell me about, a little bit about the because I love the blob and we didn't have we didn't have Kevin Dillon on but we had like all those other people and some of them have been on several times and I used to I met them all at conventions like I've never met you at a convention yet because I haven't been going lately but oh. we used to travel around and go to all the conventions and, and interview all, everybody uh, for the channel and stuff like that so I met Shawnee Smith Bill Mosley Michael Kenworthy Erica Laniac and Jameson Newlander and they've all been on the show and they're all in that movie and and I love that that movie I think it's fantastic did you have a good time working on it oh I had a great time uh, I wore most of, most of the time I wore this uh, spacesuit you know we were the scientists going to look for the uh, the blob and capture the blob in, in the forest uh, we shot in uh, Griffith Park and it was freezing Griffith Park is like at night goes down 20 degrees below everything else in L.A. So, uh, uh, up in the hills, uh, folks. we wore the helmets and the helmets kept fogging up so they had this stuff. And Shawnee Smith, I didn't know who she was. I thought she was a PA. She was going around uh, talking everybody's uh, uh, face plate to keep it from fogging up. And, uh, I think that that was actually the beginning, maybe, of her career. Was that 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 was like more of like the beginning, and then she, when she landed, saw you know, then she became like huge. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Karen Black. Now, Karen, I knew for a long time. I went on a I went on a believe date with her. Uh, I took her to uh, George Anna Heller, the pro English Irish producer of all those great uh, plays. Her Thanksgiving Day uh, dinner. Yeah. And, and Very nice lady. When Karen nice lived in New York. And if I tell you that she was probably the most nervous human being I have ever met, very, very, I mean, if a pin dropped, she jumped. She had this thing about her where she was very unsettled all the time. So we were crossing, uh, I think it was 3rd Avenue in this traffic. You know, I don't believe in lights. I'm a native New Yorker who, who waits for lights in New York. And I grabbed her arm to go across the street, and she got so frightened, pulled away, that her shawl came off. And there I was. Uh -huh. On Third Avenue, so of course, what do you do? Being a ham, you do a bullfighter, and she didn't <laughs> funny at all. And she, and she just looked at me. She said, "You are the craziest fucking date I have ever had." Anyway, we we, we loved each other. Listen, I saw her ten times in my life, but in the ten times, it was so wonderful. It was just there was an innocence. There was something about her that you knew. I'm sure you found it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A quality of, of some kind of strange neediness or whatever, but you couldn't help but liking her when you met her. And she was very beautiful, and her cross eye was a slow eye, it wasn't a cross eye. Yeah, I, yeah. But, I, but I liked Karen. I was very sad when Karen passed away. Uh, yeah. She died way too young. And a fine actress. Yes. Don't you agree? She could have. What movie were you. Tell me about the movie you were in with her. I was in a movie. I, if I recall, it was a Norman Dane movie. Okay. Is that right? I, I don't remember. Could be. You know, all I did was write down the people you were in the movies right. with. I didn't write down all the movies because you you Take have forever. so many credits. Yeah, so many. Uh, I didn't get to work. Did so. you have scenes with her? In front of the camera. 
But uh, I did go to her, uh, she threw an anniversary party, I think it was, for her son. She's married to Hunter Carson, was it? Yes. Who's she married to? Hang on, I hear something in the background. Yeah, Do you have a TV playing in the background? Yeah. Hold on. She was married a couple of times, so you have to, which husband? We're going to find out. There we go. It froze. He had uh, two kids, I think. I oh, think her kid was a hunter. But she had a couple. She had, I think she had two husbands. That's funny because I, I knew she was dead, but on, 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 on uh, Twitter today, I saw somebody doing a periscope. It says, Karen Black is live. Meet the famous actress. Oh, no, that she's must have not. been a joke. No, that was a, that's not nice. She, she was a part of my gang, oh, my crew of people. And every some, I mean, I didn't go to the funeral, but because it was in L.A., I was in New York that's at the so time. That's so sad. But Karen is... I wish it was true. I'd call her up right now, have her on the show. I, I really liked her a lot. And she had a funny speech problem, if you remember, when she spoke in real life. In film, not. But in real life, she had a peculiar way of speaking. I love it. Let's go on the next one. Um, hold on. No, no. Wait, wait, wait. Well, let's get this out of the way. We'll do all the stars. We'll get dirt. I want to get some Actually, dirt I met Sammy Davis Jr. when I was a little kid. I threw a baseball out at an Atlanta Braves game, and then I, I came into the dugout, and he was there, but I didn't know who he was because I was about 10. Okay. <laughs> Donald O'Connor. I met at the... I was Donald O'Connor. Donald O'Connor. I met him while walking my dog at the mayor's house in New York on the Upper East Side in the park. And he, had, he was older and he had a big pot belly. And I wasn't sure if it was Donald O'Connor. So I walked by him and I started say, saying, I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. You know what he did? He started tapping, which I thought was phenomenal. He started doing a little two-step. And I said, so it is, Donald O'Connor. How are you? We chatted for a few minutes. And then, of course, we walked away. Red Buttons, I had been to a lot of parties with. And his Puerto Rican wife, who I love. She is one big cha-cha. She's fabulous. And Red Buttons was, of course, funny. Uh, very nice. A very sweet guy. Okay, hold on. I want to. No, I think that does it for my list. Let's see your. Let's list. go. No, I don't have a list. I want to go. Okay, so okay, so you've made all these great films, and yeah. and, you, and now you do a lot of voice work, and you still do a lot of voice work, and you're still acting because your IMDb says you have stuff coming up, and that you you've been doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. How I is? What did you just finish? Say it again. I finished a movie called The Clapper. Okay. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, it's directed, I forgot the director's name. Uh, Ada. uh it's about, uh, uh, guys and gals who get hired to be professional audience. Oh, that's fun. I love that. That's a, that's, nobody, that's, that's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, a cool no, nobody's done that yet. That's a it's whole a new look. Yeah, it's a comedy. It's a, it's a new thing. Uh, so, uh, I played Spider-Man. Uh, a Hollywood Boulevard Spider-Man giving out bus tour of the Chinese theater. Uh, Spider-Man outfits. That's I fun. Was good it friends with the two leads. Did Tracy you... Morgan was in it. Oh yeah, Ed Helms. Ed who? Ed Helms. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you shoot it in front of the Chinese Grauman Theater? No, we were down the block. Because that's where I all Spider-Man and Superman are, and all of them. When is it released? Uh, when is it released? He's looking it up. Are you wearing? Are you wearing a Scott Pilgrim Saves the World shirt? Yeah. I love that movie. 
Okay. Bart Helms, Tracy Morgan, Mickey Gooch, and Brenda Vaccaro. Oh, wow. there you go. Another, That's another name. one of his friends. Another name, Brenda. I knew Brenda Vaccaro back when she was dating uh, Kirk Douglas's son. Oh, great, uh, Michael. Michael, yeah, Michael uh, Douglas. Yes. Yeah, she, yeah, she had a lot of problems with him. I remember when she came to us with a sapphire ring that Michael had just given her. And she was so excited about the ring. And I said, is that an engagement? She said, I wish. I said, well, make believe it is. And this way you could sue him if he reneges. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda Vaccaro's from Texas. She's an Italian. And uh, she is absolutely fabulous. I worked with her on Sarah. It ran 17 weeks at Universal. And oh. I of the people that was there. And uh, I really liked her a lot. So, so wait, though. So, you're, do, you're doing... You're doing... the director's name. Okay. Well, we can't have dead air to talk. He goes well television. Okay, go Director is Dito Montiel. I have no idea who No idea who... You know, I don't know the new director. I don't know the new directors either. Yeah. I knew... I think he's new. I think this is his first, yeah. first show. Oh, I knew the directors of yesteryear's great Hollywood, the famous directors, the great directors, that, that they don't have them anymore. Now the directors, every day they're gone. They come, they go, they come, they go. In our day, in the 1940s and 50s, we knew the directors because they kept making film after film because there was a, a studio was a family. All yeah, the same. Jamie Thompson. Did you ever meet Jamie Oops. Thompson? Oops. Jamie Thompson. Thompson? Director of the Bronson movies. No. No, 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 no. They're British, fella. Yeah, no. I do well with the British. Okay. Uh, well, they're nice people. I like Brits. I have a lot of British friends in England, you know, that live in England. They used to live here, and then they moved back to England because Obama became president. So <laughs> I'm going to London uh, uh, in July 4th weekend for a convention. Which convention is it? It's London Gaming and Anime Convention. Okay, oh. cool. What do you charge for a picture signing? Uh, I charge twenty dollars, which is pretty reasonable for a signed cover. How about, lithograph. how about a photograph of you with the person? Ten dollars. Oh, that, you're very yeah, that's good. good. That's yeah, good. That's good. I used to go to those conventions all the time, and 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 I used to be a celebrity clothing designer, and I would like set my room up with free clothes, and and then I would get everybody to come back, and that's how I would meet everybody, you know, and become friends with them all. And uh, some of my favorites are like Clive Barker and Malcolm McDowell. Uh, like we've had some really like, ones, so I love the whole convention. I do too. I used to go with Jane Russell. I would sit at her table with her and watch her sign picture after picture. Then Jane would get exhausted, and she'd say. I'm really tired, honey. I can't sign any more pictures, but what? Come sit next to me. I'll take a picture with you. Oh, my God. The older men were thrilled. Here they are sitting next to Jane Russell. You'd think they were 20 years old. And Jane, of course, was always very good and very polite to her fans. And she would kiss the guy on the cheek, and he said, I'm never going to wash my face again. I've been kissed by Jane Russell. Yes. Yeah. I, I like those. Mamie Van Doren came, sat on Tony Curtis's lap. Yeah. Yeah. Mamie's hair to cover both their faces. They were talking. <laughs> when he let the hair go, because I know Mamie. I said, Mamie, what did he say? She said, everything dirty and wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so you, okay, so you do conventions, you do movies, but you do a lot of voiceover work. Who's your favorite character that you've done voiceover? Because I went on your IMDb and like you're on a ton of series. 
as a voice. Yeah, I'd have to say Lord's Ed because it was my longest-running character. And uh, Finster on the Power Rangers. I did both voices, Lord's Ed and Finster. I started out doing Finster when the show uh, started. And then Lord's Ed came in, and I auditioned for Lord's Ed, and I got that. So I did both voices a total of six years on the show. So that was my favorite time, of course. And then then, uh, double pay. Yeah, that was... uh, No, I didn't get double pay. Are you kidding me? You did two characters Uh for the one? I didn't get double pay. I would have given them a little argument on that. <laughs> a big yeah. argument. Because I know... You don't, argue, you don't argue with Hyam Savan. Oh, let me tell you something, Buster. I fought with the head of Time Warner Cable, Palm Springs, in his office. And people dropped dead that overheard the things I said. All because of Jane Russell's boobs. Because <laughs> people on, on our network was a talk show hostess, bitch is dead now, I'm glad. And she went and reported me to the head saying, he's crazy, he's talking about Jane Russell's breasts. I mean, I, I can't have that on the, my network. What, your network? This is Time Warner, bitch. You only have a show on there. So I went in the top office. I said, excuse me, I wasn't on the air, but the first time for two seconds and we had 16,000 hits. Is that what you said? My hits were 16,000 when nobody knew me or the show? I wouldn't be so fast not to have me talk about Jane Russell's tits. I uh, hear what you're saying, though, because I've read a lot of things about Sabon before, and I have, a, I have many, many friends who have been uh, Power Rangers. Some of them are close friends, and some of them are people that I've met and kept contact with. Um, but I, I know that... Uh, I've heard Anyway, I've heard a lot of things that, that that's not something that you could really do. Well, I'm probably depends, happy to be on a big TV show. depends on who you are. If you're Angelina Jolie, you could say whatever you want, and they're going to say, yes, Miss Jolie, yes, Miss Jolie. Okay, but... You know, because she brings in big, big mega and I want to go back, It's all though. about money. It's so all let's about go money. back, though. So, okay, so, so like, do you, you still do a lot of voiceover work? I, I'm doing mostly on-camera work now. Okay, oh, just, oh, that's better. No, not necessarily. Voiceover could be a lot of fun, right? I like voiceover, yeah. I, I've done a couple of things in the last year, but it's been mostly on camera. That, that's even better, though, because like, that way you're... I, uh, I uh, prefer. Oh, I think so, too. Yeah, I, I prefer live theater to all of it. So, do you how, have... do you, how do you feel about live theater? Oh, I just finished a show called That Love and Feeling at uh, my repertory company, the Group Repertory Theater in North Hollywood. They're just opening up a show uh, this weekend called Armadillo Necktie. Oh, it's that's a right. dark comedy about the, uh, the, uh, 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 the Middle, Middle Eastern situation. Oh, oh. Is, is her name still there? Oh, now let's think of her name. Blonde Academy Award winner, great actress, Sally. Not Sally, Sally Kirkland? No, not Sally Kirkland. Sally, um... Sally Kirkland... Uh, Sally... Oh, Christ. I get them confused. And I know her well. Sally, uh... Oh, Kirkland? Okay, well, anyway. Yeah. No, we got to get her name. Otherwise, no. it's... No, otherwise it's I not can't nice. have dead ear while everybody's no, thinking you, of some you, name. No, you talk, you talk, and I'll think. Sally Kirkland. I thought it was Sally Kirkland. What no, you're thinking of Sally Kellerman. Her name is Sally, Sally Kirkland. Sally Kirkman, who won an Academy Award playing a, I believe she was a Russian refugee in a, a wonderful movie. And she's a brilliant actress, Sally. I love her. And she um, taught, is teaching in Hollywood. Is she still there or no? Is she oh, yeah. there? She's no, still I'm not teaches. asking you, I'm asking him. Oh, I know she is. She's not there anymore. No. Sally's not working in Hollywood? She's not working his theater repertory. Oh, his, your theater, right? But she's still. Really 
She's still teaching. Well, let me tell you about Love and, about love and Fear. It was about the Righteous Brothers. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, you made the song. You got that love? What's, it, what's the name of the movie? Hang feeling. on. What's the name of the movie again? Love? That Love and Feeling. It was a live show. Okay. We ran 11 weeks. And uh, we had sold out houses every night. And uh, uh, I got to, you know, I'm a bass player, bass guitar player, as well as an actor. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. I, uh, I quit acting for music for eight years back in New York and uh, a little bit in L.A. Then I got wise and went back into acting. Yeah, it pays a little better than music, that's for sure. Yeah, well, I made some money. You know, I got caught up in sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And, uh, <laughs> they're, they're There's a TV show called that now. It's a really good show. It's on, I forgot what channel, but that's All a right, good so show. you brought up the word sex. What's the love life like? Wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, what have you got going? I had a wife back in the 80s, and that's no more. Right. I just talked to her the other day, though. We had a nice long conversation. She's out in Utah now, and uh, there's nobody special in her. I'm sort of sweet on a uh, a uh, a gal bass player who's got her own band called Twelve. Uh, Has Has Who Has Who Japanese Kazu Kazu. Oh, and okay. how and how old do you think Kazu is? Oh, she's probably in her thirties. Oh, that that old. That's awesome. That's perfect. Because every guy, everyone we talk to over fifty, they go out with like anywhere from fifteen to twenty-one-year-old girls. Oh well, I can't go that young. Thirty-three is okay. I'm we even though we look the same age because I look old. I'm way younger than Jimmy. Um, like he's twenty. He's twenty-five years older than I am. Right. And we're married. And so he, he likes old men, old broken-down bag men. No, I not. <laughs> down that's not you're not broken down uh, we should tell everybody too though while we have you on here you guys robert's on robert axelrod is on twitter if you want to follow him on twitter and that way you can see he posts all his conventions he's going to and everything like that you can follow at rob r-o-b the number 27 axelrod a-x-e-l-r-o-d follow him on twitter how many conventions do you do a year I'll be doing 20 this year. Can you see me? My video just went off. No, I we don't see happened. you. I don't see me. Either. And lose that picture of you. It's terrible. Okay, there we go. What picture? That's Where a lastly picture of you, Robert. Uh, Robert, you know what? Try and hit your little video button again. Yeah. The little video icon, I just hit mine, and I, I can see me now. I, c I can't see you. Let me try that. Yeah, that's yeah, it. That was You'll come okay. Perfect. Hey, Robin, I want to ask a question, and it's for me yeah. personally. What's the real estate like in Silver Lake for a decent, uh, like, say, 2,200-square-room house old? 600000 at least. Six and up. Yeah. Seems to be the number all over. House down the block just went for six seventy five. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Even in New York, uh, out in the Hamptons, it's uh, starting at 6. We're moving to Palm Springs in a couple of months. And there it's six, seven. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Real estate is a joke. Well, hang on. I hear Arizona's cheap. Huh? Arizona's cheap. Oh, oh, yeah, I, I, we, we don't want, want to live in Arizona. Live in Arizona. <laughs> uh, I've been to Arizona a million times. Yeah, we don't want to live. Okay, so you, you do, you're doing 20 conventions this year. You're going to England for July 4th weekend. Do you have any before July 4th weekend? Oh, yeah. This weekend I'm going to St. Louis, uh, Concord, Mighty Con. Okay, Mighty Con. Who, who are some of the other people you're there with? Do you remember? Uh, let me see. I don't know who's going to be at Mighty Con besides me. Okay. They don't tell me. Do you have a Palm Springs Convention Center? 
the LA Convention Center? No, the Palm Springs Convention Center. The, oh, the, I've never been to Palm Springs. Oh, I've signed there. They had all the big stars. You see, when I was there with Jane, I mean, I couldn't believe the old, older, you know, the movie stars from the 50s, 60s. Unbelievable who was there. It was just like whoever was alive. I mean, oh, every, right. all the Fleming, uh, Esther Williams, uh, names that, you know, were huge. Yeah. I love it. So do you have, do you have a certain actor that you think it'd be really, that you haven't had an opportunity to work with that you think would be a lot of fun to work with? I'd love to work with uh, Richard Dreyfuss or Dustin Hoffman or uh, Robert De Niro. Absolutely, he's having a great career. Like he, yeah. he's doing like five movies a year, big ones. Yeah, he's going for all the '60s actors who brought in the new uh, acting modes. We lost the old corny, you know, Betty Davis kind of movies, and they started in the '50s and '60s, bringing in Brando. Did it actually with Streetcar Named Desire? What'd you think of that? What'd you think of Brando? Oh, I love Brando. He's great. Did you ever meet him? I never met him, no. Did I, and it's one of my regrets in life. I think he's the, one of the best actors around. Not, yes. no, well, I mean, I've seen Streetcar a few times done in theater. Nobody came close to him as uh, in oh, his okay. performance. It was a wonderful performance. And he brought the new acting into Hollywood, which was called like realism, where you, with violence and big emotions, which we didn't do years ago. One of the things, though, that's smart that Robert De Niro does that everybody, I mean, is mm -hmm. he, gets, he gets in all these movies with young people. He did the internship, the intern with Anne Hathaway, and then he did Bad Grandpa or whatever with Zac Efron. Yeah. He's kind of like, you know, becoming popular with all the younger people because he's, he's fortunate, you know, to yeah. get these movies with the young people. No, the studio union. <laughs> no, our, our union, uh, AFTRA, um, stated that we must have people over 70 in film. There has to be a certain amount. So I thought to Jimmy, when we move back to California, I'm going to go call my agent and say I'm ready for work again. Because over 70, how many are alive? Not that many. <laughs> so I, I, He's not there yet, so he doesn't so, know. No, but my competition has really re gone, you know, <laughs> less. Yes. Than when I was 21, everybody was an actor. But now at 76, how many actors are still able to even move? Actually, though, it's not that they have to put people over 70 in Diversity. The yes. I know. No, Diversity. but they don't have to. They just pay more money if they no, don't. No, no, no. They have to. No, no they no. don't. Jimmy. I just did it for the movie. Read, read your union. I know. It says X amount of Asians, X amount no, of Hispanics. No, it doesn't. Hispanics. Okay. Okay. You don't know what you're talking about. I do, too. I just did <laughs> You have to, diversity you means have to, you get paid you pay less money to have you don't have to have any diversity in it at all but you pay a ton of money if you don't that's right right that's right but you don't but have to you will see now Asians in film which you didn't see before unless they played Madame Butterfly or there were a Jap that was killing us that's the only time you ever saw Asians now I'm, I'm on the Mighty Con page trying to see like who's going to be there but they don't have like a, an easy list for me to see but everybody should go to Mighty Con if you're in the St. Louis area go get an uh, uh, an autograph from Robert Axelrod and whoever else is going to be there it's saturday and sunday at the in st charles missouri it's called st louis comic con mighty con and it's at the convention plaza is there a theme is there a theme to this signing it's like usually they have a horror theme or i, I went to a convention last two weeks ago where villains con was the had all the villains right uh kerrigan man was, was there with me uh he played goldar in uh in the Power Rangers. 
and uh, Paula Perez, who played uh, Rita. Absolutely fun. I mean, that's just fun. Do you enjoy going to those and getting to meet all the fans? Oh, sure. It's it's lovely. I you know it's very flattering. I I, I always get a thrill when the fans come up to me and say, "You made my childhood," or "You gave me nightmares." And, you you molded my whole childhood. It's uh, it's uh, quite an honor to have been able to do that. Yeah, I, I know. People come up to me and they say, "Oh, I, I really you taught me how to hate." <laughs> 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 no, that's not true. But that we, was we, terrible. We, well, no, meaning I was so bad that they hated me. Oh, okay. That's what I meant. If it wasn't, yeah, didn't come across if well. If <laughs> you weren't so hated by me, I wouldn't have known what hate is. <laughs> uh, we go to all the horror con, horror con, horror conventions, horror conventions, and I've met because Jimmy is a member of that. And through Jimmy, I've met some of the greatest uh, horror people, and they're really very nice people. So don't be frightened of them. Absolutely. Huh? I've not met Stanley. I want to meet. Have you met him? Yes. I want to meet Stan Lee so bad. It's not even funny. I, I follow him on Twitter, and I have not, I have not met Stan Lee. Um, I have met all the major horror people, and most of them I'm friendly with. Um, and we've also done... What's our friend Ed's name? I forgot. See, he's not going to know him. Yeah, what's his name? I don't know, but he's not going to know him. I want to use his name. I don't know his name. <laughs> Ed is a friend of ours. How could we not know I don't his know, because he's never been in a major movie, though. So It doesn't he's, matter. He's, a, he's the king of horror. He's he, the king of, like... Small horror movies? No, Jimmy. Jimmy's jealous of him. I am not. Because he's very good looking, and I, Jimmy thinks he was flirting with me, which is not true. But that's Jimmy's security. Now, we've met all the, like, all the big, the like, Malcolm McDowell, um, all the people from, like, Saw, Doug Bradley from Pinhead. I mean, all those people like that, and Freddy Krueger, we know all of those people, and it's a lot of fun. And I like the horror stuff, but now I'm starting to like to go to all the, like, the pop culture conventions that have a little bit of everything. So it's not just horror people. It might have, it'll have, you know, people that have, uh, like you, and it has all the voiceover actors, and it'll have people from, like, Arrow and all the superhero Like John Barrowman. And stuff like that, like John Barrowman we had on the show, and, and our show actually had, like, 20-something million plays or something. You know, Do you know who John Barrowman is? He's from Doctor Who, Torchwood, and the Arrow. Do you, know, do you know who he is? No, right? He does all the heroes and villain I cons. I now. didn't know who he was either until he came on our show. And from the show, we became friends. He is just the most fabulous guy in the world. All right, so well, we I want to talk about. I want to talk about a movie that's coming out sooner or later that I did a couple of years ago called The Boonville Redemption. Who? Uh, Boonville Redemption. Boonville Redemption. Directed by Don Schroeder. Uh, I was in it. Uh, Ed Asner, Diane Ladd, Richard Hayes, Diane. Pat Boone. Oh, uh, Ooh, that's fun. I saw, I saw that. When's it coming out? I don't know. They're faxing around with it. I I don't know when it's going to be released. So it's killing me. Give me the title again because I'm not clear on the first word. Boom, would it be? Or v Boom, Boom Bill. B-O-O-N-B-I-L-E. Boom Bill. Boonville Redemption. Boonville Redemption. It's a drama family western. It says it's coming out. It should be coming out, and it's got a lot of cool people in it, and it's also got our guest, Robert Axelrod, and we want everybody to follow Robert on Twitter. It's at Rob27Axelrod because we're at our end in time. We have to go. Uh, where's the fest? Once me on Facebook. Yeah. I have a new page on Facebook. I can now accept friends. Okay, so Good. look up Robert Axelrod on Facebook, everybody. Have a safe trip this weekend to St. Louis, and enjoy your trip to uh, England. Thank, Thank you, Jimmy. Pleasure. Hope to run into you in town. All right, everybody. Take
baby. Thank you. All right, everybody. Next week, we're going to have the uh, distinguished gentleman coming on the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. We want to thank everybody for tuning in today, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Jimmy, bitch, I'm your one I wanna be. Jimmy, stop, new celebrity. We'll take you out.